Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. So as we gathered in the back to prepare for worship, that's what we do. Those of you who don't know the secret handshake, uh, the group of... uh, us who will be involved in worship go to the back to prepare our hearts and to center. And Ryan brought first word and I turned to him and I said, so Ryan, what are you talking about? And he said, feelings. And I, he turned and said, well, what are you talking about? And I said, hope. And I said, I, I think I'm kind of dovetailing on Peg's talk last week. And he said, well, I am too. So there you go unbeknownst to us. I've always deeply appreciated Mike's analogy of worship as a trip into the wilderness. You've heard him use that analogy often. Let go of the hiking trail and the signposts and go off-road into wilderness. And that is always how I feel when I prepare the message for meeting. I know that I need to let go and let God, there's that phrase, but it's so tempting to want to use my rational brain to craft a really catchy message. When I let go and wait for God, she always leads me deeper in truth than I probably wanted to go. Oh Lord, lead me deeper, right, in our song today. So join me in my journey with God into my wilderness this morning. My name is Rosalie, in case those of you don't know me. I'm going to reprise Peg's choice of a scripture, Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And then my choice is John 14, 1 through 7. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And when I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am you may be also, and you know the way where I I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. If you have known me, you would have known my father also. Henceforth you know him and have seen him.
And now I'm actually going to start my message. (laughs) I woke up this morning one day closer to my death. Good news is I woke up. Bad news is that I had to ask myself how I had spent that day that has brought me one day closer to my death. And would those thoughts change how I decided to live this day? I retired two years ago, turned 65, and started Medicare. Any one of those events tends to start people to think about their life, their legacy, their future, and ultimately their death. I naturally intensified this process by reading Being Mortal by Atul Gawande and clerking a small group around the issues of loss, dying, and death. An early question was, how do you think you will die? followed quickly by, how would you want to die? Many of my group knew that we were not afraid of being dead. It was the dying part that scared us. A logical next question, it seemed to me, was did I believe in life after death? Was I going to heaven or hell? I reflected that that is not a question we dwell on at West Hills Friends. That's another laugh line. (laughs) Remember us Quakers, we laugh a lot. I was raised in a non-denominational evangelical church in a small town in Washington State. I learned a lot about heaven and hell during my childhood. 20 years of healing allowed me to come back to God at West Hills Friends. Now I'm grappling with the question of, is there life after death, and what might it be like? Painfully, I realized I can't answer these questions for myself. I have not had a near-death experience, but can only read about it. Is that enough? We smile at the disciples' lack of faith when Thomas asks to put his hand in Jesus' nail marks. But I'm sure, I am sure, that I would have known, if I had known Jesus, I would not have doubted him. Yet here I am, doubting Jesus' promises. Then my rational brain kicks into high gear and argues that we don't know what Jesus really meant with the words that he is quoted as saying. He wasn't speaking English after all and had to be translated many times for us. Could he have meant that our spirits would meet and blend in the great cosmos energy field after death? Or will I enter eternity and look up Movius, comma, E, and be reunited with Ernest and Eileen, my mother and father? So by now, as I'm walking in my wilderness, I'm feeling really badly. I'm doubting Jesus, and I'm not believing in life after death. So I moved one step further and asked myself if it really mattered. 
I wondered how I would live my life differently if I knew, really knew, that there was life after death. Would I love, live my life differently if I knew, really knew, that there wasn't life after death? Or what that life might be? Okay. What do I know? Or what do I hope for so hard that it becomes faith? Becomes an ability to believe even when I can't prove it to myself or to anyone else. What I know is that I have a personal relationship with a greater power or being. When I examine all the other trappings of religion in the light of day, they seem superfluous to that knowledge. Hope is what allows one to believe in something that cannot be proved. What do you hope for? <laughs>